0: We're still talking Snowflake today, but this is about the recent earnings report in 2022 that started a small slide in their share price. But also, I just really like this kind of very frank and conversational tone discussing tech companies. It's the kind of thing that we don't have enough honest conversation about just because every time you hear a podcast, someone's trying to sell something. So here's a discussion on Software Defined Talk. Well, you know, some of the news was about uh, our old friends Snowflake it lo- it, lo- it looks like now uh you know i i as uh, topic 2 here uh, i'm going to do a little spoiler i don't really know much about snowflake but i read some analysis of why their valuation went down and it looks like because they uh, they optimized the way things run because of i don't know faster chips or someone like found a uh, you know some sort of for loop to optimize or something i'm sure they did something <laughs> and, nice and 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 because the, you know it was a more optimized way of doing things less money was being spent and i guess um what what what's what's the dude that uh that that Luke Canise introduced everyone uh, back to from the uh, the industrial age that was like you know every time you make something efficient it just makes you consume more i used to know this guy's name it's blah blah blah's law right and and it was <laughs> and and oh man what is this I'm gonna have and to now look. Now you got me thinking. Yeah, maybe maybe someone can find this. It's some. I feel like it's an odd sort of name, and and you know it makes sense. That's the point of productivity is not so that you can have a 30 or 20 hour work week. The point of productivity is that if you do even more work, then you'll have even more output. Uh, is my understanding. That's what I try to counsel people in this digital transformation. Is you're like, you the man management is getting really excited about productivity. What I hear is that. I get jack shit. Like if I do my jag more, my jag, my job more efficiently, and I get it done sooner, you're just gonna give me more work to do, and I get no benefit. So why do I give a fuck, right? But you get to whatever. do work. Come on, coach. Yes, yes. You, you, you All right, can,
1: but let's dive in on the snowflake thing because I think it, the part that I think is interesting here is a lot of this is driven by the choice of the way they license it, and I think that's really interesting yes. here. So. I went through the investor deck and one of the slides and this says, is they really clear that like um, snowflake is not a SaaS service. And I was like, what are you talking about? So it took me a second or not a SaaS, rather. So it took me a second to understand. It. So what that means in that context means they are not charging a fixed monthly fee to you, you know, based on users mm-hmm. or based on something uh, to use the software. They are a hundred percent consumption based around these credits. So you buy credits And then based on – and this is where the improvements come in. Based on how much time it takes you to, like, run your queries, right, your credits are burned down. So when – if it – Therefore, if it's faster to run the queries, they're not going to burn down as much credit, so therefore they're not going to make as much money it, it, it would be so, like
0: if if the if the trash bins suddenly had <laughs> I could put a, two bags in the trash bin exactly instead of one bin
1: right and, and mean, one so bag. and you're still paying fifty cent or fifty euro whatever that, yeah. or whatever There's cents and euros is there so that part is interesting, but like one I, I think it's so of course they come out, and the stock market is not happy with with that, right? They basically are going to, they're down. They're <laughs> you pass and the reason it's to the customer. Oh. Yeah. And so yeah, and that was interesting because they kept saying that, like, hey, this is a huge advantage, and that to your point, Cote, that they'll make it up in volume. It is literally the the gnome thing, right? It's like we will make it up in volume because it's cheaper, people will do more. But in the short term, that's loss of a hundred million right off the top line revenue. So I was like, yeah, yeah. interesting. And so I don't know. I mean, I was yeah. like. And I think this is just you know if if we talk about Snowflake's valuation, so I think we famously, or at least I was famously like, it's like oh, it's kind of bearish on it, right? So it it opened at uh, like I think uh, one ninety seven was the the initial, or it opened over two hundred dollars. Then it ran all the way up to four hundred and fifty dollars per share. That was when the call looked really bad. But now it's actually back below the I, IPO price. So. Whoa. As we've been talking about, like, you know, valuation is just a number times a story. And it's like, so it's been really interesting over the last year here. Like, clearly people have gone from Snowflake's the greatest thing. Everyone's putting all their data in it. And, you know, the sky's the limit to, wait a minute, Snowflake's under some competitive pressure from Google BigQuery and Amazon. And they're, re- they're doing this pricing thing that is reducing their top line revenue and that it may to your point, Cote end up having uh, more workloads in there. But that's sort of unknown, right? Until they can start to prove that to your thing about like, yeah, we made it cheaper, therefore people use it more. I think the stock market is very bo- uh, bearish on it. They're basically saying, ah, we're not, we don't really believe you, at least today. And so we'll see in the next quarter, a couple of quarters out, whether or not they actually see the uptake um, to make up for yeah. the lost uh, revenue.
0: <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure the investors are like, I don't know, if you lower prices at a place does that really work i mean i've heard about this walmart and amazon but they're basically bankrupt right that's that's uh <laughs> that's what they do but uh-huh. yeah I mean, I mean you do I, it it's it's to the thing you and i brandon always talk about is, is stuff is priced in and you've got these models and if you fail to meet the models you're fucked which is just delightful but and i do I guess, think you know, the one that, part
1: there i think that, that is interesting is like how much because the the reason i think another reason to be bearish is like they're going to be that it's just basically saying this is amazon google's game right they already are doing this and BigQuery, and i forget the name of the amazon one i just forgot of it but i'm sure you know their equivalents are are getting good and they're already baked into the cloud platforms and so therefore it's like well i mean as amazon's going to continuously lower prices and make it faster because that's what they do are is snowflake going to be able to You know, essentially carve out a niche and maintain its premium feature set that people come to it for. And I think this is like the larger discussion we've been having around is Amazon in this case, like friend or foe, right? It's like, Mm. is it better for Amazon just to have to just run Snowflake's infrastructure and make money off that or compete with Snowflake? And I think that'll be an ongoing discussion for the next several years.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like Amazon is the Kirkland brand, the the in-store generic brand for things, and yeah, uh, you know, which may, yeah. maybe they'll get to the point where where I think Kirkland does this, they actually uh, have brand names that are sitting on the shelf right next to them, just relabeled as Kirkland, just to uh, kind of mess around with stuff. Which which I, I guess I guess is is fine if if you make money now. This 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 also I I want to I wanted to ask another question uh, related to this. When I was reading this, uh, I realized that I don't really even know what what Snowflake is. I mean, I get it. Data warehouse. I understand, you know, data lake. Et, you you got to you got to, you know, you want to just like dump all your stuff in there and like figure out how sales in Lithuania are doing today, right? Or or this past hour or whatever. Totally cool. But like what i what i don't quite know is like why like what the differentiation is and why why it's such a big deal like I, but clearly it is but i don't really i mean do do we have any knowledge of like what what is going on there as far as the 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 technology
1: well i think you know it's definitely a loaded question probably not in the deep sense but the ultimate thing is I, I think it's like all of this database stuff is kind of moving from what data marts to, you know, to, um, and they kind of, I think a lot of times call it lake house now. Right. So it's basically, oh, Hey, put all of your data in one place, right. All your like, you know, structured unstructured unstructured data in one place. And in, th- in this case being snowflake. And then from there, you can essentially run all of the potential queries you want off of it. Right. So it's, I don't know if the value proposition is not necessarily like revolutionary. What is, I think attracts people to it is the fact that it sort of takes, you know, if you will, data from anything. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like the managers of managers argument. It's like everyone wants to be the, you know, the single source of truth or like have all the data and snowflake right now seems to be making that case that like, this is the place that you can, you Mr. Large, uh, large corporation, you put everything in here and then you can do almost an infinite kind of analysis. So that's kind of the value proposition and And their advantage over like AWS redshift is you know they're they're focused on this you know they' they're not a two pizza team they're you know a, a, a some sometimes well you know well uh compensated company that uh you know th- this is all they do, and they've got great you know apis developer tools user tools you know dashboards reporting everything is you know hyper focused on giving the best experience as possible. And, you know, AWS is the Kirkland.
0: So you're, you're, you're saying, I mean, they're not a two-piece team. They're like a, a chef's tasting menu team <laughs> is, is more of more what's going on. They're, they're a
1: real company. That and and, and it,
0: it, now, it, now it seemed like also in my very shallow reading, the other thing that would be different about them is that they run purely in one of the three clouds. And it sounds like they had partnership agreements, so you don't have to, like, go install the stuff. You could just, yeah. like... I don't know, go into their marketplace or whatever. Yeah, and they do.
1: They even talked about they're they're on the hook to pay, you know, you know, especially AWS quite a bit of, you know, kind of like Netflix, right? It's like they're gonna pay them a lot of hosting behind the scenes. So that's back right, to like right. the front of me stance.
0: Right. And, and, then, and then also also similar to how Apple pays Google or Google pays Apple to be like the default search on phones or something, right? There's right. just like Hmm. Is that similar? Anyways, and no, but I think
1: that's the opposite side Like Google could build its own search engine. Right. But they've chosen like, ah, oh, we don't want to do that. Just pay us a big fee. Right. And I think, you know, that's sort of yeah. today Amazon's competing. But at some point in the future, they could say, you know, really, you know, why don't you just, you know, pay us the fee through consumption. Right. And, you know, we're not going to compete with you. So. You gotta think like think about the AWS rep who's you know selling the snowflake, right? So he wants them to keep keep using and you know doing these huge deals. At the same time, there's another team on Amazon that's basically competing with them. So that must make for like maybe not awkward, but like a little strange, you know, account calls. It's just like, hey, you know, maybe maybe don't compete with us as much and we'll bring you more workloads, right? I'm sure that conversation happens all the time.
0: Well, well, you know, maybe maybe we can uh, this is a good time to uh to mention that uh, we, we live stream these recordings and, and it's been helpful someone you know like like we get information about it's Jevons paradox we were trying to think about and you know you can join us when we do this and and also uh, it would be great maybe next time or maybe in our slack channel which you can also go to at softwaredefinedtalk.com and find slack someone could could tell us or point us to what the deal with snowflake is cuz i think <laughs> I, th- I think i think from a from an executive buying it situation i think we've probably nailed the pitch deck right and now now i'm interested i'm cool i've seen some nice numbers love your slides uh now i'm going to pass you down to my my staff and they're going to have some questions too now let's go let's go to that tasting menu and uh and go right that. and I, I think it's i want i want to know i don't want to i want to know what the staff is what's the se presentation well i was going to say what we
1: do look? have uh one listener has done some homework so uh Amp It Up is a book written by their CEO, Frank. I don't know, I'm not trying to say his last name Sloot, Slootman. Uh, so he has written this book, and he's he was formerly the uh, CEO of ServiceNow, and and I've actually he's making the the podcast tour, so I've heard a little bit of interviews with him. So if you really want a little bit more take on Snowflake or really his management structure, you can check check out. I think Brian originally recommended Amp It Up. I haven't read it. I don't know anything. But I the reason I think is interesting because of course I see these books and like, you know, the Halo effect uh uh siren goes off like, well, hold on here, let me see how it goes. So the fact that like the company's sort of in this turmoil here, I think, is a real interesting. Like you can kind of like we can kind of watch him, you know, apply his amp it up philosophy from his book to the situation. And so does it because I think the, the point that they're making on the investor call was like, no, this is definitely the right strategy. We're gonna make it up in consumption. This is like, we have the right people, the right team were great, so so this is like a good case study of like does it work or does it in a year or two are we like wow man that was that was that four hundred five was was the biggest that stock ever got so I'm interested to
0: watch that I think I think we found the first legit use for uh, private equity uh, you know taking a taking a company private and that is that is when you when you think the financial analysts aren't going to be able to figure out how to put Jevon's paradox in, in their Excel macros. And so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like go private for a year or two, however long it takes. And then come back out. Once Jevon's paradox They're works,
1: like, the, this, the spreadsheet doesn't go ahead more than mm-hmm. three quarters. But yes. I, this is, but to your point, like, this is what I really like about like watching, you know, we're going to watch Frank and amp it up apply because it's like, they chose this licensing model. This licensing model introduces Jevon's paradox, right? And we're going to see. Did that make sense? They have. There are other ways they could have licensed this. There are other ways they could have managed this business that would not have Jevons' paradox. So I'm just like, I just think it's going to be fun to watch. And if it works out great, I think someone like he can write Amp It Up too. It'll be great. And if, if it doesn't work, I think when he goes on the – the, the podcast in someone can ask him and say, "Well, you did all of this, and you know you hired the right people and you brought in the team and you executed with violent uh whatever you know listen to all the the stuff he says, and it didn't work like what happened so I, I think <laughs> I, I'm interested in either either conversation I want to hear in two years
0: and oh, down <laughs> that would be great it, just turn it down, I think is the uh, but yeah i I'll we'll have to check that out. that sounds good i I, lo- I love the bo- any book that has the uh, the phrase hypergrowth in it. Uh, in the title. I think think that's that's good. Uh, You know, I met that guy when he had just become the CEO of ServiceNow. We were on, I forget the name of it, but there's one of those like island resorts uh, over there in San Diego. And I went to the, the ServiceNow conference. I think I was, I must have been at Red Monk. Well, how'd it go ago.
1: were you like were you impressed or any memory uh, of it or is it just well any
0: he had he had just started like a week before and also i was t- i was terrible at like executive meetings because like because you know back then i was just like what what am i going to ask this guy <laughs> and i think they were all guys at the time what am i going to ask this guy that like they're going to tell me like or anything like right. i think the only is this true the well, only,
1: Next time, just ask about Jevon's paradox. Now that we know yeah, what the name yeah. is, and you to be like, "Hey, so why'd you do this?" You know,
0: so. the, the only the only fun meeting was, of course. I think I think we are going to have to consider at some point in in the top five fun CEOs. The only fun meeting was with uh, Beecham at, at BMC. <laughs> he, he's always a delight to talk with. He was that that was I enjoyed that meeting. Uh, that was good stuff. <laughs> So there you go. That was the SDT guys breaking down snowflake on episode 348 of the Software Defined Talk podcast. Fun fact, the preceding podcast, episode 347, was actually around an article that I wrote. So I recommend you checking it out. It starts at the 10 minute mark and I've left a link in the show notes.